Thank you for joining the Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, we will study through the book of Hebrews. During this study, we will recognize that God has provided better things for us in this age through Jesus Christ. So, grab your copy of the Summer 2022 Adult Study Guide and your Bible and follow along. Today's lesson is entitled, A Better Hope, from Hebrews 6, 11-20. Today's application is, the student will assess that the hope offered in the completed work of Christ is greater than that afforded in the Old Testament era. Seeking the context, if any living thing does not grow as it should, that is an indication something is wrong. Whether it is a plant or a person, proper growth is one evidence of health. Not only is this true when it comes to someone's physical growth, but spiritual growth is also a sign of healthy maturation. Once a person has been born again by the Holy Spirit through faith in Jesus Christ, he becomes a child of God the Father and will grow in faith. There were apparently some readers of the book of Hebrews who assumed they were children of God but were not growing in their faith. The writer of Hebrews expressed the improbability that someone who had been inundated with the gospel had experienced the blessings of God's nearness, but had rejected him, would later come to believe through repentance. People who hear the good news of Jesus and enjoy God's common grace, but refuse to repent of sin and trust him, have chosen to place their hope in themselves instead of in God. This refusal to repent and trust God was typified in the generation of Israelites who perished in the wilderness before entering the promised land. That generation was rescued from slavery and led by God through a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day. They were given food and water by the supernatural provision of God himself. They heard the voice of God and learned his instructions. They saw the glory of God as he filled the tabernacle, pleased with their sacrifices. They had watched as people who defied God's commands were hastily brought to justice by God himself. They had no reason to disbelieve that God would lead them safely to the land of Canaan. Yet they hardened their hearts in unbelief, refused to obey, and therefore perished in the wilderness. You might think it inconceivable that any one of the Israelites would refuse to believe and follow God, having experienced, tasted, and observed all that God did for 40 years. The writer of Hebrews explained that once a person's heart has determined to place hope in something else, though, he is powerless to come back to repentance. He has freely consumed God's goodness, but refuses to honor him, placing his hope elsewhere and incurring judgment. Hebrews 6, 1-8 Against this cautionary backdrop, the writer then highlighted those who had repented and trusted in Jesus Christ. He was certain they had truly believed since they demonstrated the fruit of God's Spirit in their labor, love, and service of the saints. Hebrews 6, 9, and 10. Now the original audience was in between faith and fulfillment, so the writer, inspired by the Holy Spirit, wrote encouragement for them to maintain their hope in Jesus Christ alone. No longer do God's people simply hope for a better earthly land, such as Canaan. Instead, each believer hopes for heaven, reunited with his Creator for all eternity. 
This hope is found in Jesus Christ alone and gives each believer all he needs to live out the remainder of his days from faith to fulfillment for the glory of God. Today's passage will guide you into a better understanding of hope in Christ. What does it mean to have hope? Searching the text. Number one, hope in Christ gives us inspiration. Hebrews 6, 11, and 12. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end, that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Nothing seems to kill hope more quickly than assurance of defeat. When children know they will not have a chance at winning a sporting event, they will typically approach the event half-heartedly. What is the use of exerting effort if they have no chance of winning? It is easy to see how lack of hope influences behavior. What if victory was guaranteed, though? Jesus has already won the victory for his people and has promised to come back again to receive them unto himself. John 14.3 The original audience of Hebrews struggled to maintain faith in an unseen Christ. Consequently, their hope was beginning to wane. When hope starts to fade, so does a person's willingness to live in a manner that matches the truth upon which his hope rests. But since the author had been inspired by the Holy Spirit to eloquently remind the reader of the supremacy of Christ, hope should be restored. What happens when hope is restored? Hope in Christ inspires believers to obey His word. Since God and His word are true, your life should be lived to align with truth. This inspiration, based on hope in Christ, creates a desire within true believers to show diligence. Diligence might be better understood as excellence, since it has to do with hastiness to obey or eagerness to do one's best. Since your hope rests upon Jesus Christ, you recognize that He deserves the best you can give, whether in word or deed, thoughts or motives. Diligence to obey the Word of God, based upon hope in Christ, will lead believers to even greater assurance of hope. The author clearly created a link between obedience to God and assurance of hope. Typically, people who choose not to walk in obedience to the Word of God are the ones most likely to have doubts about the truthfulness of God's Word. On the other hand, those who are the busiest in kingdom work will likely never be persuaded to doubt the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ or hope in Him. The assurance of hope in Christ leads the believer to perseverance. Perseverance is a Christian's faithful determination to hold on to Jesus unto the end. Hebrews 6, 11. A believer who has journeyed with Jesus has and has attempted to faithfully obey His word will not abandon Him. He has come to know Jesus at a depth to which He would ask, like the disciples, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. John 6, 68. Persuaded that hope in Christ would be enough to motivate true Christians, the writer of Hebrews admonished his readers to resist laziness when it came to obedience. He urged them to be followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Hebrews 6, 12. The word God chose for followers means to imitate or mimic someone's behavior. Readers were admonished to observe the obedience of those who endured tribulation with faith and lay hold of the promises of God, then to reproduce those qualities in their own lives. You are admonished to do likewise today. 
Allow the hope of Christ to inspire you to obey Him, joining all other believers who faithfully walk with Jesus and stay true to Him until the end. How does hope in Christ inspire you to obey Him? Number two, hope in Christ gives us comfort. Hebrews 6, 13-18 For when God made promise to Abraham, he, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things, in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set for us. When people enter contracts with valuables involved, there must be an entity with higher policing authority to make sure both parties are held accountable to their agreement. If someone makes a purchase on credit, he will have signed a legal document guaranteeing his repayment at a future date. Should he refuse to pay, a higher authority will compel him or else sentence him to punishment. What happens when the person who pledges to do something has no higher authority by which he may be held accountable? Such was the case when God made covenantal promise to Abraham. God had already promised to make a great nation out of Abraham and his promised son, Genesis 12, 1-3 and 15:1-6. After his son Isaac was born, Abraham's faith was tested when God told him to offer Isaac as a sacrifice. After Abraham passed the test, God reiterated his promise to multiply Abraham's offspring as the stars in the sky and the sand in the sea. Before he made the promise, though, God said, By myself have I sworn. Genesis 22:16. God made the promise and confirmed it with an oath. If a mere human were to make a promise and confirm it with an oath, depending upon what was at stake, you would not place much hope in the commitment being fulfilled. Of course, if you were to make a promise to someone as a child of God, you should do your best to follow through on your commitment, for your integrity's sake and the reputation of Christ in you. But it does not come as much as a, of a surprise when humans fail in fulfilling their promises. In the case of God and Abraham in this passage, the stakes were extremely high. God did not simply promise to feed Abraham or to provide his needs. Instead, God promised to bless the entire world through his family, which the Apostle Paul confirmed was Jesus Christ himself, the seed of Abraham, Galatians 3.16. If someone promised to do something nice but fails, it would not be that critical. But God promised to rescue souls from eternity in hell through Jesus Christ coming through the line of Abraham, something no human could accomplish. If God failed on this promise, there would be no hope for mankind. The fulfillment of God's promise to Abraham was dependent upon God's very nature. As the writer reminded us, it is impossible for God to lie. His nature is eternal and unchangeable. So when he promises to do something and confirms it with a covenant, those who would be recipients of his promise should be firmly convinced he will follow through on his commitment. 
We live in a world of failed promises. No matter how honest or upright people may be, it is only a matter of time before they fail to live up to their expectations and obligations. God, though, should never be grouped into the same category as human beings. He has never failed to fulfill his promises, and he never will. The reality of God's unchangeable nature and certainty of keeping his promises provides deep comfort to those desperate for salvation. The writer of Hebrews described believers as refugees, fleeing for safety and finding salvation in the act of firmly grasping the hope of Jesus Christ by faith. There is tremendous comfort in knowing God will do what he promised. How do you experience comfort in Christ? Number three, hope in Christ gives us security. Hebrews 6, 19 and 20. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil, whither the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus, made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. When anchors work correctly, they provide stability for vessels, even amidst raging storms. When anchors do not work correctly, devastation can ensue. Unmanned boats, whose owners assume are safely anchored, can become floating disasters when waves cause them to break free from their moorings. Set adrift on restless waters, anchorless boats are free to float wherever the waves push them, whether lost to the open sea, crashing onto shore, or into other vessels. Any one of those scenarios can cause damage both to the boat and potentially to others. When people go through life without Jesus, they are like boats adrift in the sea without an anchor. Waves of false teaching and storms of challenging circumstances push unbelievers into dangerous and harmful places. Not only will a Christless person harm himself, but he also poses a threat to others. This is why the writer of Hebrews compared Jesus to an anchor for the souls of believers. Those who are in Christ have confidence to face waves of false doctrine and storms of trials because they know their souls are secure in Jesus. Jesus has done for you what you could not do on your own. In his death, burial, and resurrection, Jesus paved the way for believers to enter the very presence of God. The writer of Hebrews symbolized this through the imagery of Jesus entering into the Holy of Holies inside the veil of the temple where the very presence of God's glory was pleased to dwell. If you have placed faith in Jesus, you are anchored to him who is in the very presence of God. No storm you may face in this life is strong enough to detach you from Jesus. Jesus Christ is your great high priest and king of righteousness who has no beginning and no end, a fulfillment of what Melchizedek foreshadowed, Genesis 14, 18-24. This reality gives each believer the assurance of eternal security, which grants you confidence to enter any storm of life. How does security in Jesus impact your life? Setting the Application Throughout the history of mankind, no one has been able to provide the life-changing, eternity-altering hope that Jesus has offered. Many have tried. Those who followed the Old Testament law were unable to find hope for their souls by merely going through the motions of ceremonial traditions. Those customs, though, pointed to Jesus Christ, who alone satisfied every requirement needed to save you, giving you hope. 
Hope in Jesus inspires you to obey God with diligence, offering Him the best you must give because you know He deserves it. Hope in Jesus gives you comfort because you know He will follow through on His promises. Hope in Jesus gives you security like an anchor for your soul, since you know there is no one who can take you out of His hand. Today, Christians can live victoriously no matter how much sin, destruction, or danger may surround them. Victorious living is only possible because your hope is not in yourself or in anything this world can provide. Your hope rests firmly in the Son of God who paved the way for you to enter a relationship with God the Father. Your relationship with Him allows you to rise above defeat and live in hope of ultimate victory. How does hope in Christ change the way you live? Thank you for joining us for another lesson in the Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying again with you next week as we continue our study of better things in the book of Hebrews. Until then, join us daily for our daily devotionals at www.bogardpress.org.